Hopefully, not today. Um, <laughs> not today. Okay, I'm gonna start in five, four, we would always three, okay. two, one. Hello, welcome to a special episode of Parts of the Persophilus Persians, where today we go over the Shut the Door speech by Senator Ellison Durant Smith, written in 1924. Today we will talk about it in like 15 seconds. So we can prepare. Um, five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Um. Okay. So to start off, I wanted to ask you guys, what were your guys' thoughts about the overall speech? I feel like the speech was overall very. Um, biased and had a lot of racial context in it. It mentioned a lot of racism toward anyone that wasn't Anglo-Saxon or basically Northern European. So there was a lot of uh, white supremacy involved as well as a lot, a lot of like national pride in America and the things that we have and the opportunities we have here. Uh, because throughout the whole entire speech, it had been noted that they would want to Americanize everything and that like they would only want like American like people and like resources and just to like uh shut off everyone else so yeah I agree with that because they thought that Americans were more superior than any other race and you can see various examples in history that that has happened. And one example could be um, the genocide of Jisloms. Uh, Am I right on that? Um, so, which caused the Holocaust, and they thought that Germans were superior than Jews. Um, this also reminds me of um, Trump's border wall that he built. Um, it's basically keeping all immigrants uh, most affected are Hispanics um, saying that even though that Americans use Hispanics for like uh, labor and stuff like that he still wants to kick them out which makes no sense because they do uh, all the underworks you can say that of uh, Americans and they still get paid less for it Right. Uh, actually, um, that's a really good implication of that in real life and how like it kind of affects us today. And I'm glad that you brought that up, especially because it's important to make implications like that into our life so we can fully see uh, how this is still applied today and how the words of a man o- about 100 years ago can still affect us today in how we live and the society that we live in. And it's also important to mention his rigorous um, immigration policy and where he tried to assimilate everyone into the American culture, similar to what Shadi said earlier. And I feel like it's important to note that doing that's very wrong and you can't force someone into your own culture and make everyone the same, turning into a homogeneous population, especially because it's been noted that America is a melting pot of cultures and different types of people. So doing that would be very unethical and unjust. 
especially because of, um, like I said, the amount of different cultures that are present in America, but as well as the different um, histories that America had with assimilating, similar to the the treatment of Native Americans where they were forced into American culture or basically killed. Yeah, um, to add on to what Ben said uh, about like America being a melting pot of different cultures, I thought that overall he was really contradicting and kind of hypocritical since like, for example, um, like the idea of the American dream in which like if anyone comes to America, they can be successful if they work hard enough. But then it's kind of contradicting like he wants to Americanize like everyone and like the beliefs of America that he like claims to have but by closing like the doors and not allowing anyone new to come in um for like having like a better life that's really like contradicting to like the American dream which is kind of like built off like which like kind of creates the foundation which is like the idea that America is really diverse and has like all kinds of different people but if you like don't let more people come in um it's kind of closed-minded and like like the population shouldn't just be restricted to like certain people and um yeah I just thought he was really contradicting and kind of hypocritical I think I wanted to add to what Amber said was uh his discrimination toward immigrants overall no matter their race he referred to them as um, lesser than Americans or not capable of fully understanding what America has and the opportunities that we have for them. And that even if they did understand it, they would just try to take the wealth for themselves and not try to benefit the country. That forced um, thought seems very off, especially because he is mentioning many different groups at the same time as just the um, simple categorization of immigration policy. And he's forcing all those beliefs onto that many people. I also want to point out that if there's no immigrants in America, then what will happen to the unwanted jobs the Americans want? Um, I think it's really important um, to point that out because the majority of Americans say that uh, immigrants fill up the jobs they don't want. I feel like that's really important, especially in understanding how this still affects us today and where many Americans currently say that um, immigrants are taking jobs away from Americans. However, is it really possible or probable that Americans would want those jobs? Most of the time, they're very laborious jobs that require a lot of manual labor, which Americans are not as fond of compared to other um, high-skilled um, jobs because of the pay difference. So... I feel like it's really important to understand the um, effect immigrants have on an economy and how it can change the culture around that, especially. Because 
in the speech, he mentioned that immigrants often just want to take away from the land and that all the product that they created was not useful or beneficial to America or that any that there was no benefit to having immigrants coming to America as it would just take away from her prosperity or what she already has on the land and that having more immigrants would just mean that we would need more materials or more resources in order to um I mean like honestly like it, it's fine whatever okay um let's do like uh five four three two one yeah i agree with that and um at the beginning of the article like before like like even reading it um like when i read the background and then he talked about um the amount of resources we have and how he would he thinks that we would need to um keep the population um smaller in relation to keeping the resources um enough to for everyone i feel like that was kind of just like a byplot to make it seem like he's like not discriminate um discriminating other people and i feel like he was just using that to pretend to justify um his reasoning behind this even though it's like blatantly clear that he's kind of a white supremacist and um he's has a clear bias towards them um and bring up um some points about towards the end of the article when he brings up like the government and how he doesn't want to change the what was written in the constitution i feel like that was really close-minded um like for example he said i would rather see american citizenship refined to the last degree and all that makes america what we hope it will be than to develop the resources of america at the expense of the citizenship of our country um and i i thought like why would we why should we not be able to come up with new ideas and i feel like he's such a close-minded and restricted idea as to what like a perfect nation should be like time changes and like the dreams that the constitution speaks of should need to adapt in order to fit everyone like america isn't shy of its like racist and like discriminate past and i feel like it's so hypocritical of him to say like the equality and like that everyone has the same opportunities when like it doesn't maintain that and he wants and like now he's bringing up that he wants us to have more resources at the expense of the country but then earlier he mentions wanting to save those resources which just didn't really add up to me i love how you worded that and at the same time i feel like um i agree with everything that you said especially because there's a part where he mentions that um america will be doomed if migrants come in and the hopes and dreams of white people will be ruined by other people coming into america which seems kind of off-putting to me because one person's dreams and aspirations most likely do not coincide with your own and most likely will not affect how 
successful you will be in finding your hopes and dreams in America, especially. And at the same time, he mentioned at the end of the um, passage that it's basically his job to protect America from people basically trying to take advantage of it and its uh, opportunities. I also agree with you. Um, I also think that he uh, he makes the people or uh, the immigrants uh, scared to even come in and to accomplish their goals and their dreams. I found this article, uh, not an article, a blog saying that um, they work twice as hard to be equal. And it was basically saying that there was this uh, Chinese person who worked at Dunkin' Donuts and they were saying that you Chinese are good workers, aren't you? So I'm gonna start in five seconds and then y'all can go off because okay. we can use this. Three, two, one. Um to add on to what Ashley said earlier about like the opportunities um he yeah, at towards the end of the article he like kind of brings up like different like opportunities or like dreams and goals that people in america might have like for example he says um it is a question of maintaining that which has made you and me the series of the greatest hope which when i read this i didn't like i didn't think that it was a question of that i think that it was just, um like he had really blatant bias and discrimination towards anyone who wasn't the the um northern european like ideal that he wanted um and then he says that i've been in the human breast for the most splendid future that ever stood before ma- mankind where the boy in the gutter can look with confidence to the seat of the presidency of the united states where the boy in the gutter can look forward to the time when Paying the price of a proper citizen, he may fill a seat in the hall where the boy today, poverty stricken, standing in the midst of all the splendid opportunities should have and please God, if we do our duty, we'll have an opportunity to enjoy the marvelous wealth that the genius and brain of our country is making for us all. And I was thinking when I read this, um, like, like, why shouldn't everyone like have these same opportunities? Why does it have to be like, constricted to um the ideals that he wants and I was thinking that even if like immigrants are like from different areas they should be able to have these same chances too and just like him like like even earlier like saying that we should just um or America should just keep its like population for like Americans and stuff like I thought that was just like really um like close mind like overall he just really has a restricted mindset and like not inclusive to other people i also agree with that because adding on to what amber said and what ben said he was just very like biased throughout the whole entire speech like continuously mentioning that he wants a pure population without the other migrants and others that could be able to come into the like come into America and he recognizes like this was part of this how he recognized that there was a dangerous lack of distinction between between people 
of a certain like nationality and he recognizes that but is still closed-minded and is still wanting like his like ideal which is the northern european europeans within america and just like all of the points that were mentioned earlier and it's very like contradicting with what he is trying to send in his speech and like the message and it's like because i honestly like okay like i'm too late to think of like examples you guys can do that (laughs) okay okay let's start in like um five four three two Um, okay so i i think that we should talk about the like different groups of minorities that the congress targets um and why and and also, like, specifically what he's targeting in the speech itself, too. I feel like um, a lot of minorities were attacked in this speech. And basically, any migrant group that's not Northern European was basically attacked. As his uh, implicit bias is shown quite um, blatantly throughout the entire speech. But... Um, going back to what Ashley said a little bit ago, um, Asians were mentioned once, I think, um, and they were referred to as breeds from the Orient, Orient as Oriental, uh, Oriental, so like um, Asia basically, and basically he mentioned them as Asian. Breeds. I'll get the rest of okay. this. Uh, someone just like follow up with like uh, other ethnicities or something. I'm kind of done. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to Italians. Okay, uh, five, four, three, two. I agree with what one. you said, Ben. And most of the, um, as you can say, outsiders uh, were Italians. And I think he didn't want anyone out into the United States because they did not speak English. Oh, okay, okay, wait. So then, so then who do I say out. in addition to who? You? me because i mentioned like all minorities basically meant nothing okay five four okay to add on to what ben said earlier about um him basically saying that other minorities don't matter uh that makes me want to bring up um the point when he like brings up the book that he mentions which is um oh which is uh, um, a book by made, um, published by Madison Grant called The Passing of a Great Race. And basically in that book, he, he says how Northern Europeans are basically the most superior race since they're the, which what he claims to be the most evolved, which is kind of, um, isn't really that factual, but the fact that the Senator uses this as his, um, his justifications for his argument, um, kind of doesn't make sense especially since he is a, a senator you would think that he's educated but the fact is he that he's using a book that's really blatantly racist um is kind of like disappointing to see and um like it just like really um sad to see like he's like saying that other minorities aren't to um like equal just because of the color 
going to that like what have you guys like seen any of this like recently like or like in current times and like social media or like in the news yeah okay. yeah mm-hmm. okay uh, i'm a certain five four three and two, going along with that one. have you guys seen this in like the like modern times like in like social media or like on the news and like anything Uh, I feel like it's been very noticeable in the news and social media, especially because of the different point of views that are um, are on there. Social media has a lot of white supremacists still to this day, where many believe that um, the Anglo-Saxon race is still supreme and that no other minority matches to them or no other minority matters. And as well as on the news, politically, there has been some examples of of this, especially with the current sitting U.S. president, where he um, failed to denounce the existence of um, white supremacists or tried to cover up their existence or tried to basically support them as he basically didn't have a problem with it on national television. And I feel like this is reminiscent of the history that we've seen and also a representative of the culture that we still have in America where white supremacy still exists in um, certain parts, especially where um, people may be less educated or more old fashioned than other places as is not as widespread anymore. To add on to what Ben said about this, like, people, like, with these viewpoints being kind of old-fashioned, I feel like this kind of, um, like, speaks up, like, like, answers the question what this does say about us as a society, since, like, it kind of shows that, like, people will always be closed-minded, like, the fact that, like, there's people who still, like, think that they're superior just because of their, their kind of, like, um, does a lot, um, and I really like that Ben brought up the point about, like, are like president like kind of like denoting like white supremacy and like not thinking of it as an issue which but like like when you think of like like white supremacy like like even when I was reading the article I kind of thought that the guy um like in the speech um kind of was like like Hitler in which he wanted um like a blonde and blue eye like white society and um yeah I think that like we can just like always like look back at like history and see like how it relates to today and like that some like people like still think this way which is scary like knowing of like the past like events and how like the consequences from having this viewpoint and mindset I agree oh sorry (laughs) I agree and going off of like the speech we have grown a lot since then but there will always be those people that uh that are still will still be closed-minded and that are still going to be biased not biased but like technically they're going to just be like like not let any other opinion like affect them in any sort of way and believe that they're superior just based off like looks or like the color of their skin and it's hard to like change most people like that but as a society we have grown from that but there will always still be those people 
Um, adding on to what you said, this kind of reminds me of uh, this video shown on uh, TMC where these uh, landscape workers were just randomly working and uh, a white uh, woman starts yelling at them because they were working and they were not doing anything bad. She was just being racist because they are they were black. And I think we should do the outro and dip. Okay, yeah, let's just do the outro. I'm so tired. Like I want food. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll start in like ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Parts of the Christophe Persians for today.